You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're live. Chris, ladies and gentlemen, what a game between the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants. Unfortunately, the Giants were not the victors. The Giants fall to the Vikings in the waning moments, 27 to 24 off the foot, a 61 yard field goal by Greg Joseph. Chris, I feel like this happens to the New York Giants often where they fall victim to these really long field goals. But I got to say, we'll get into the game. That was one heck of an effort from the New York Giants. It, it really was. I don't think there was another this game could have ended especially considering these two teams i mean between the two of them they have 18 wins in one score games i mean it's it, neither one of these teams was going to blow out the other and i think it, it almost had to come down to a last second field goal one way or the other and and you're right it does seem like this happens to the giants a lot i mean week one had the randy bullock missed field goal but before that the one that always stands out to me is Graham Gano with a career-long game-winning field goal as time expired. And Randy Joseph, not only did he have a game-winning field fired, it beat his career best by five yards. That is honestly impressive, and I kind of wish we had Joe here to talk about it. Yeah, Joe would have loved every second of that special teams play. And the special teams for the New York Giants, it was inconsistent in this game with the blocked punt. But we did see, I would say, even though the Giants lost and Jones did throw an interception, this might have been Daniel Jones's best effort of the season, man. He was working the quick game so well. And if it wasn't for Richie James dropping, I would say, two kind of clutch passes, especially the first one, the Giants might have ended up being victors here. So we really got to tip our cap to Daniel Jones for kind of coming up big in these got to have it type of moments. Yeah, I, I would say the first one definitely on Richie James. The second one, I have a hard time pinning that entirely on the receiver. It was low and behind him. That is just a very, very tough catch. And with a team or with two teams like these who play every game close, it does come down to those little moments that drop by Richie James, Adam Thielen, you know, running the wrong route and drawing coverage right to Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, goddamn, <laughs> that dude can play. <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of sad that Keishon Boutte is, is staying at LSU because I would like the Giants to get a pair of those LSU hands. <laughs> yeah, those LSU hands have treated the Giants well in the past. And it was Kirk Cousins to Jeff Justin Jefferson for 17 yards. That kind of was that touchdown late in the second half, but the giants ended up mounting a seven play 75 yard drive. That was capped off by the Saquon Barkley touchdown. Saquon looked pretty solid in this game. And you know what, man, like I've already said, man, credit to Daniel Jones on that drive, just connecting with Darius Slayton for a bunch of chunk gains, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins looks like a legitimate I would, well, not obviously not number one, but a legitimate wide receiver who you're comfortable using in your 11 personnel package. He had a really good game and stepped up in several clutch situations. Yeah, and that's something we've been saying, you know, throughout the last month, month and a half. The receiving core the Giants have 
pieced together, you know, out of the scratch and dent bin, picking guys up off the street, all of that. Yeah, you know, they're bad. Yeah, you know, they are not the problem with this offense. They are guys who deserve to be on an NFL roster. They deserve to be active on game day. Now, the Giants do not have a number one wide receiver. They don't have a Justin Jefferson. Of course, nobody other than the Vikings have a Justin Jefferson, except maybe, you know, the Bengals who have Jefferson's old buddy Chase uh, out there. But I think Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Wandale Robinson, when he comes back, uh, Colin Johnson, when he comes off of the IR, I think the Giants have a solid wide receiver depth chart in place. Maybe adding in the offseason, and this is looking down the road, I understand, but adding like a Juju Smith-Schuster or somebody like that, or maybe finding somebody in in the NFL draft who can be that number one go-to guy who can set everybody else up with the matchups they should be getting. Yeah, could you imagine this New York Giants offense with the Justin Jefferson and what that could do? You know, let's turn off these ESPN ads. But what that could do for this offense, right? I mean, we saw the New York Giants putting together, you know, converting on third downs, not even getting the third down sometimes, just off the back of Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Richie James. And then we saw Kirk Cousins rely a lot on Justin Jefferson down the stretch of this game. And I got to say, Justin Jefferson was just incredible. And that's just, you know, excellent football player right there as Wink Martindale has stated and as Brian Dable has ushered praise toward him. But in terms of the rest of the New York Giants offense, look, this was one of the best outings. How many yards did they have? Let me pull it up right here. They ended up having 445 total yards. They outgained the Minnesota Vikings by almost 100 yards in this game. It's just those two damn turnovers that the New York Giants had with the interception. Great play by Patrick Peterson to undercut that deep dig route. And then Daniel Bellinger, who... Had the two-point conversion is a really, really exciting rookie. Ended up just coughing the football up. And if you lose a turnover battle on the road in a place like Minnesota against a team as, if you look at their record, as good as Minnesota, you typically lose those football games handily. And the Giants were down to a 61-yard kick that Greg Joseph ended up converting. So, man, they were right in this game. These two teams are very similar. And I would not mind the New York Giants playing these guys back in Minnesota in the playoffs at some point. Yeah, they they are very similar, and I think the two teams really do kind of play into played into each other's weaknesses because the, the Giants' offense is yeah it, the Giants do not have a high powered offense. I I don't think anybody is going to disagree with me, even the Giants. Yeah, that is not the way they are built, especially right now with everything that has gone on, the injuries, the turnover, all of that uh, at their wide receiver core, along their offensive line. They're just not built to ring up the scoreboard. However, the Vikings are not really built to stop any kind of all cold. We noted this in our preview show. They give up yards. They give up first downs. They give up long drives. But they also take the ball away. And I think that's kind of what we saw. You know, the Giants... Their offense, that quick game that they executed so well through the air, that played that played into what the Vikings do on defense so, so well. But then you keep giving these guys so many chances, and Patrick Peterson's going to make a play. Brian Asamoa, I, credit to him. I, I liked him at Oklahoma. I liked him coming out. He looked like Peanut Tillman out there punching that ball loose. I mean, maybe Bellinger could have had a little bit better ball security, maybe a little bit higher, tighter. But man, that was that was just a very well timed and well well aimed punch. 
it was a very well-aimed punch and it was unfortunate, but the Giants still kept themselves in this game. And if we flip over to the defensive side, Chris, Giants were getting a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins. Wink Martindale was not afraid to blitz, kind of ended up burning them when I think it was a cover zero call when you just align Justin Jefferson one-on-one, you give him a two-way go and the kind of rapport that he has with with Kirk Cousins, they're going to take advantage of that. But even despite that, when they weren't bringing a lot of pressure, I felt like when Aziz Ojolari and Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau were all out there because Aziz left with an ankle injury, and it also looked like, I'm not 100% certain what Leonard Williams was dealing with, but he ended up exiting the game as well. The Giants were really getting after Kirk Cousins and coming up in big situations to force punts. Yeah, they really were. And yeah, Wink is going to Wink. And it really is kind of a live by the blitz, die by the blitz. And the Giants really have lived by the blitz. That blitz has covered up a lot of warts on this defense, especially on the back end. You know, there were several times throughout the game. And when we get around to getting to the film, I think we're going to see quite a few plays where the Giants pressure packages, the front four, the front seven, getting after Kirk Cousins, forcing him off. Above- forcing him off of his spot, forcing him to check down, throw early. I think that bailed the secondary out a lot. Because I saw, even with the TV angle a few times, Cousins had wide receivers running open down the field. I, one, I think, was uh, Osborne on running wide open, probably would have had a touchdown. And then another one with Justin Jefferson had a first down, and Cousins just flat missed him he either didn't have the time to reload and get the ball to him or what but man that what wink martindale even those last couple plays aside has done this year has been absolutely phenomenal vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And you saw the type of route concepts that Kevin O'Connell was calling. He knew that the Giants were going to align and cover one and bring the blitz. There were a lot of stems that bent inward significantly, got to about 10 to 15 yards, and then just went directly out. That third and short that the Giants did a really good job pressuring Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson was open, though, if Kirk Cousins could have gave him a clean ball. And then the touchdown to TJ Hawkinson, the first one, was on that same exact route. He just bent like he was running a deep over, hit about midfield, darted back outside, and was wide open. Not to mention, man, TJ Hawkinson, what the hell, Chris? He looked like Gronk out there. This was this was the guy who was drafted top 10. Where has he been his entire career? <laughs> I don't know, man, but yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as I was watching this. He looked like Gronk. He looked like Zach Ertz out there. And part of it, I think, is the Giants do need to find some speed at linebacker. Uh, Landon Collins, 
he has impressed me coming back being a giant again it's good to see 21 out there and i think he is kind of embracing this well we'll just call it a linebacker role even though it's kind of the same role he's always played for the giants and that really is where he is best i think he will continue to grow as he gets more reps out on the field with his new teammates but man the, the giants need to find find some help at linebacker just somewhere nothing against jalen smith nothing against mike mcfadden but it would be nice to see the giants defend a tight end at some point in the next decade it would be and atlanta collins had one really nice pbu on the deep seven route at the beginning of the game ended up having a sack on second down late in the game read a screen really well came downhill and made a tackle and i think it might have been justin jefferson so landon collins like you said he's like for what he is right now, somebody who has had serious injuries, somebody who is back with the New York Giants after signing that big contract with Washington, I mean, I'm really happy for him. And I think there's a role here within Wings defense, but you're right. I do think the pressing need is at the second level. The Giants will hopefully find a way to address it. But this Giants defense did a, do a good job other than that one really nice run to, to start the game against Dalvin Cook in that rushing attack. And we kind of thought so on the, uh, on the show that we did before this game because this is his own base team. And the Giants are pretty good against these zone-based teams. They just can't do anything against counter and power gap type teams. Yeah, exactly. This was a pretty good matchup for the Giants' defense. And we saw Dalvin Cook, Mattinson, they broke a couple runs. They got a couple nice chunk plays, but they never really got the big play. Uh, Minnesota was able to get some big plays through the air, but never really on the ground. And that is kind of an accomplishment for the Giants, especially a week after they gave up over seven yards of carry to Brian Robinson. So improvements. We'll just take it as an incremental improvement. Hopefully they can keep it up against next week against the Colts who, you know, they'll be without their starting running back. So now the giants are eight, six and one, and they got, I would say help from the rest of the NFL because the Seattle Seahawks lost. And then to a lot of people's surprise, the Detroit Lions went down to Carolina and just got beat down by the uh, Carolina Panthers. So those are two teams that are vying for wild card positioning that also lost. Definitely helps the New York Giants. If the Giants were to win this football game, I believe they would have secured a playoff berth. So that, yeah. that would have been awesome. But, you know, there's still, what, two football games left for the New York Giants against the Colts. And then week 18 against Philadelphia. We'll have to wait and see what exactly is going on with uh, Jalen Hurts by that point, but Giants are in good position right now. And like I said a little bit earlier, they might be seeing the Minnesota Vikings again. Yeah, and I think now we just have to keep an eye on what Washington does against Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I, I can't imagine that Washington defense letting Brock Purdy beat them, but I also can't imagine that San Francisco defense letting Taylor Heineke beat them. So I don't know. Maybe that game ends in a 0-0 tie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. But Chris, do you have anything else on this 27-24 loss for the New York Giants at the foot of Greg Joseph? You know, I just want to hit these two questions here from uh, Timothy Chandler, and they're about Landon Collins as a linebacker. His first one is, is Collins too small for a linebacker? And then I'll just bring the other one right up here. And I'll say, as far as size goes, no, not really. Uh, the modern off-ball linebackers, those guys have to run. And they're really blurring the lines between will linebacker, weak side linebacker, and safety. And Landon Collins has always been a big safety. He's always been right around 225, 230. So 
if anything, he might be like three, maybe five pounds under the average off-ball linebacker size. But you're seeing a, a lot of really good off-ball linebackers at about his size. So that's not really an issue. The Giants don't want him ha- having to stack and shed offensive linemen like, you know, Takeo Spikes out there just to dredge up a blast from the past. But as far as reasons not to bring him off the practice squad, they haven't had to. Uh, right up until now, he would he was eligible to be brought brought up and then sent back down, but he used up that eligibility before this game. So yeah, they, they just didn't want to have to make those roster moves before they absolutely have to. And just as one final aside, um, kudos to Joe Shane for massaging the giants salary cap and working some magic to pull cap space out of, uh, I don't even want to, venture to guess where he's getting cap space from but to keep massaging it to make these in-season signings that is that hasn't been talked about much but it is that is almost as impressive as anything the Giants have done on the field it is the cap situation for this team was pretty bad but we'll have to wait and see uh, what they can do this offseason during the draft as this roster gets made into the likeness in the what Joe Shane and Brian Dable really want them to be. And it's going to be exciting because even year one, we didn't expect to compete and here the Giants are in prime playoff position. So that's excellent. But Chris, anything else on this game? Nope. Uh, just Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Everybody. Uh, don't spend too much time looking at us. I mean, obviously watch us, listen to us, listen to the podcast, check the audio, all of that. Read our, read our work over <laughs> at big blue view, but you know, have some time with your families, have fun. <laughs> Yes. Happy holidays to everyone. And thank you for tuning into the Chris and Nick show. Please also, while you're in between breaks and hanging out with your family, head on over to bigblueview.com and check out all of our written content on this exciting game by the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. Thanks everyone. Take care of each other. Happy holidays and be safe. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.